everyone. Welcome to my podcast hosted by me, Judy Kopsar. I hope you enjoy today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about a concept, a term, an experience that is near and dear to my heart, even though it's something that we have to overcome, and it is called cognitive dissonance. And the reason why this is one of my favorite things to teach on um, and give you wisdom on is because everyone experiences it. We especially experience it when we're moving through our wellness method program, but we experience it in all other aspects of our lives as well. So it's called cognitive dissonance. So I love the word because um, it directly relates to our cognition, which is our thoughts, and then it tells us that there's a problem, cognitive dissonance. So anything, anytime there's dissonance, that means that there's dissonance, a problem. Um, Lee, my mother-in-law, good to see you. She is watching from Canada, you guys. Um, all right, so cognitive dissonance. What is cognitive dissonance? So cognitive dissonance in the dictionary is described this way. It is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavior decisions and attitude change. Does that sound like that's right up health and wellness <laughs> change alley? Yes, it does. Um, it, another way to describe what cognitive dissonance is, because the dictionary term you know, doesn't always like completely make it clear to us. So another way that I like to describe what cognitive dissonance is, is it is the discomfort that we experience when we have two thoughts or cognitions that are incompatible with each other, that are inconsistent with each other. And it's the discomfort that we feel because of that dissonance. That's why I think that this term just completely and perfectly describes what it is, cognitive dissonance discomfort. What's an example of that? Okay, so an example is when you eat um, a food like ice cream or donuts that you know is not good for you and you know it causes inflammation and disease because now you're in wellness method and that's what we teach you. We teach you the science behind inflammation and what causes inflammation, but you're eating it but you know it's bad for you. So your thoughts are that, yep, there it is, I'm gonna eat it, and your other thought is, why am I eating this? It's bad for me, but yet you're still eating it. So there's dissonance there. Do you see that? There's conflict there. Another easy one is people who smoke. They're smoking, but they know it causes cancer. So there's dissonance and conflict there. Yep, I'm gonna grab that cigarette, that's my thought, leads to my action, I'm smoking, but it causes cancer. Conflict, confusion. Okay. Um, last example, if you're in metabolic reset. So metabolic reset is the um, doctor supervised weight loss portion of your wellness method program, your recreate program, which not everybody goes through, but some people, um, more than half of the people go through metabolic reset. When you're on metabolic reset and you know that if you veer off in the slightest, because this part is all about your metabolism and our metabolism, we are we are re-educating and rewiring our metabolism to become a fat burning machine, right? Our body and our metabolism to be fat burning instead of fat storing. So when you cheat on metabolic reset, you send your body back into fat storing and it 
as the doctor teaches you, takes three to four days for your body to go back into fat burning. So you know that you should not cheat on metabolic reset, but yet sometimes we cheat. That's cognitive dissonance. And we know that it's gonna cause us to go into fat storing and it's gonna take us time to recover and we're gonna gain weight instead of lose weight that day, but we still do it. Cognitive dissonance. Okay, how do you recognize it? So I gave you examples of mostly the stuff that you deal with when you're in the recreate program, but this is any aspect of your life. So how do you recognize cognitive dissonance? Well, like I said, the definition is it's uncomfortable. You have a discomfort around what you're doing and what you're thinking, that there is a conflict, there's confusion. So you feel confliction and you feel confusion. Another way to recognize it is that you are literally watching yourself do something despite knowing that it's not productive or it's not good for you or it's not gonna lead to a positive outcome, okay? An example of this, and I'm gonna give you a personal example for me is scrolling, scrolling on Facebook, scrolling on Instagram, just scrolling in general. I don't, I don't, I'm not on YouTube and all that other stuff, but the real is that I use my phone to do business. So, um, I, I'm in charge of a lot of the marketing. Of course, I'm in charge of all the mindset and thought life education. Um, so I use my phone to communicate a lot, to market a lot. I'm on Facebook because of marketing reasons. Um, my intentions always on Facebook are only to either teach or inspire. That's the only reason why I'm on Facebook, okay? Um, but I find myself scrolling. <laughs> Secret, I'm gonna reveal something to you. Skylar's upstairs and she knows that this is kind of my thing. I find myself watching old American Idol highlights of auditions of these kids who have these amazing auditions. They come from the projects or they come from a broken family or whatever, and they have this amazing audition and they have like a new lease on life. Like I cry, I love it. It's just like, it just kind of is a time waster. Okay, but I find myself doing that too much. I find myself scrolling while in my mind I'm saying I'm wasting time, but yet I'm still scrolling. Okay, so there is dissonance there. There is, there is the thought that here I am scrolling knowing that it's a waste of time and I should be doing something else, but yet I'm still scrolling. So it's uncomfortable. Okay, so, so that is how you recognize it, that you have a discomfort. Now, this is something that I teach and that is about change because this is all about change, you guys. This is all about changing your thoughts, which leads to change of behavior. And anytime we change our thoughts and we do it consistently, that leads to consistent behavior changes and the implementation of new behaviors that will be solid and moving forward ongoing. Hey, Veronica, good to see you. Hey, Connie, good to see you guys. Okay, so I always say that when you're no longer comfortable where you are, are, then you know it's time to change. So the recognizing of cognitive dissonance has to do with recognizing discomfort. It's not hard to recognize discomfort, you guys. <laughs> I don't have to teach you how to recognize discomfort. We all know how to recognize discomfort. We know when stuff is uncomfortable. The issue is we don't always want to admit it and we don't always want to stop doing it because it's a habit and it's just easier. That's the real. Okay, but that's the first step to overcoming cognitive dissonance. Okay, you got to recognize it. All right, I'm going to give you four simple steps to break through this conflict of cognitive dissonance. So here's the deal with cognitive dissonance. 
it comes and goes. It doesn't just stay forever. It comes and goes when you run up against conflicting beliefs and behaviors, but you can break through it. Now, might you run up against that conflicting behavior again? Oh yeah, that's just like with my scrolling, right? I run up against that. I'm like, okay, I know I need to do that. Well, how do you break through that? Because you can break through. Here's the deal with cognitive dissonance and the truth and the science of it is one thought Two thoughts are, are colliding with each other. Well, guess what? One thought is going to take the other thought down and win. And that winner, right? Here's a loser. That winner is going to go on to create the behavior that your thoughts lead to. So two thoughts conflicting. There's dissonance. There's discomfort. One thought is good for you. One thought is bad for you. One of these thoughts is going to overcome the other, break through, be the winner, and lead to the good behavior. Okay, so there's a battle going on in your head. So how do you break through the cognitive dissonance quicker and more successfully? I'm gonna give you four steps. You ready? You should write these down. Step number one, recognize your discomfort. We already talked about that. Tell yourself the truth. Look in the mirror and tell yourself, dude, you got a problem with scrolling. <laughs> or you got a problem with cashews or ice cream or... Um, shoestring potatoes, right? So that's another thing. Like I love shoestring potatoes. I love French fries. I love anything fried, salty, crunchy, potato-y. Love it. I also like popcorn. That's my downfall, right? I can't sit there and eat shoestring potatoes because one, I will not stop. And two, it's going to lead to bad things, right? Stomach discomfort, all that stuff. Okay. So, so recognize it. Like recognize it and be truthful about it. Don't attach judgment to it. Don't beat yourself up because you like ice cream or you waste time scrolling or you don't go for walks when you should to like reset your mind um, or you're not going to the, like, don't beat yourself up. You guys, we're humans. We're flawed. All right. That's why we have like a higher power, God, source energy. Like we have to be able to recognize that the human experience is a flawed experience. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, set up a trigger to do instead of the behavior that isn't good for you and that isn't going to lead to a good outcome. So set up a trigger. So Dr. Kopsar talks about triggers here in your journal, and I'm going to actually refer to your journal here um, in a second because this is going to be important to one of the assignments and one of the ways to break through cognitive dissonance. So set up a trigger. So what's a trigger? A trigger is something that you get yourself into the habit of doing to stop the behavior that's bad for you and to break through that cognitive dissonance. So scrolling, trigger, throw the phone down. Don't throw it down on a hard surface, but this is my trigger. I throw the phone down, I get up and I do 10 jumping jacks. That's a trigger, okay? The jumping jacks are good for me. They reset my mind, my body. They get my metabolism going. They, they're kind of like a slap in the face, like, dude, stop it. Like, what do you do and do something productive? Set up a trigger, okay? So a trigger to eating bad. Stop what you're doing throw it away and not in a place where you can actually grab it out of the garbage, which is a thing, <laughs> throw it away completely and then go for a walk because that removes you from the place in the home or wherever you are eating the thing that you're eating. Just get out of the kitchen and go outside for a walk. So set up a trigger, right? Um, so that's, that's way number two. So number one is recognize your discomfort and tell yourself the truth. Hey, you have a problem 
with scrolling. You have a problem with smoking. You have a problem with eating ice cream when you know that it's gonna cause you dis digestive discomfort and make you go off your plan. Number two, set up a trigger. Number three, project yourself into the future, okay? So this is kind of a cool exercise, you guys. Project yourself into the future taking two paths. One, the path of the thought that could win, the bad one, right? Oh, go ahead and eat that ice cream, eat those shoestring potatoes, go off plan, stay home, don't exercise, right? So this is the, this is the thought that we don't wanna win. We want this thought to win. So, so project yourself into the future with this thought winning of sitting on the couch and watching TV instead of going to the gym and feeding yourself with mainstream media news, which is only poison and lies most of the time and slants that aren't gonna be good for you. Get off the couch, turn off the TV, stop watching the series, stop watching binge, binge watching and go to the gym, go for a walk, go for a run, do your burst exercises, right? So what is the path if you let the thought win that says, dude, just stay on the couch, you're good. Like it's too hard to go work out. Working out just isn't for me. Project yourself into the future five years with that thought winning out. Then project yourself into the future five years with the thought winning out. Maybe you set the trigger, but the thought winning out of, oh, heck no, that, that is not going to happen. I am going to be going to the gym. I'm going to become a regular. They're going to know my name. They're going to see me come in and go out in 30 minutes, 45 minutes, having done my workout five years down the road. Who am I? And what habits have I established in my life because I allowed the good thought to win over, right? The bad thought. Project yourself into the future. Number four. So number one, we have recognize your discomfort. Look in the mirror, tell yourself the truth. Don't judge yourself or beat yourself up for your flaw. Number two is set up a trigger. Set up something that triggers you and replaces the behavior and the thought that you're having to go do something that's beneficial to you. Number three is project yourself into the future. Number four is, <laughs> big surprise, root cause. <laughs> We're always talking about the root cause. Actually, I have five um, steps to overcoming this. Um, not four, but number four is find out the root cause. So in your Recreate program, in Wellness Method, we teach about resolving the root cause. That stands for everything. That stands for your thoughts. Like our thoughts come from somewhere, okay? A lot of our thoughts come from seeds that were planted years and years ago or influences that we've had. Like figure out what the root cause is of that thought. Why do you want to smoke? Why, why do you want to have... Um, chips, um, shoestring potatoes. Okay, for me, so I can go back and, and find the root cause of that thought and then redirect myself to, well, let me, let me walk you through this. I'm gonna unpack this for you and then you're gonna understand where I'm going with the root cause. So example is, I love shoestring potatoes. I love potato chips. Why? What is the root cause of that? Why am I so attracted to that? Well, growing up, you know, we had a lot of outdoor time with my family. We went on picnics, we went on hikes, we went camping, and my mom would always pack shoestring potatoes. They're in the canister with the red lid. I walk by them in the store. <laughs> you know what they are. Um, that gives me memories of a great time in my life, of freedom, of play, of not having a care in the world. That is the root cause of why I love to put that in my body, even though it is defiantly bad for me. 
I tell you, like literally if I eat it, because I have, being transparent, it, it gives me sores in my mouth. It makes my tongue swell up. It has too much salt, too much sodium, too much bad like oil that it's fried in, right? But the root cause of me wanting to have that is because of the feeling it gives me of freedom. So it's really important when you find the root cause of that, the feeling that's attached to it, that's a feeling I wanna have. So how do I get that feeling without eating the shoestring potatoes? Hmm. Well, I want to have the feeling of like free and easy. I want to have the feeling of outdoor in nature. I want to have that kind of stuff, right? So what do I do in place of that? Well, how about I go for a hike? How about I go do something that's fun and feeds my soul? So you figure out the root cause of that. And that's gonna be how you get the feeling from the behavior and the thought that you're having that's actually gonna serve you. Now, if the root cause is something negative, if it's something that happened in your life, you know, the reason why I eat ice cream is because it's a comfort food, because I was emotionally or physically abused in my life, um, you know, maybe that's your root cause, then that's a feeling that you want to dispel. That isn't a feeling that you want to increase. Like, you know, I, wanna, I wanted to increase that feeling of being free and easy by me now going for a hike instead of eating those shoestring potatoes. So if your food is attached to something negative in your life that it covered up something negative, then now you know that that's the root cause of why you're attracted to eating that and doing that which is bad for you. You have these conflicting thoughts, right? Now you know the root cause. This is something that you want to get away from right? You want to remove that trauma that you've had in your life. So this next step is going to help you remove that trauma, but first we have to uncover the root cause, okay? So we've done four steps. Number one, recognize your discomfort. Tell yourself the truth. This is how we break through cognitive dissonance. Number two, set up a trigger to replace the behavior. Number three, project yourself into the future five years on both paths. The paths of the bad thought winning out, right? Go ahead and sit on the couch, don't go to the gym. Or the good thought winning out. Get your butt up, you're gonna thrive, you're gonna be there for your grandkids and your kids, you're gonna be a role model and an influencer in your life. Number four is find out the root cause of what that belief and that behavior is about. And number five is change that thought, change your beliefs. So cognitive dissonance all has to do with what you believe. Beliefs are thoughts. So we have to change our thoughts. We have to change our beliefs. There are two beliefs knocking up against each other, one that leads to not good and one that leads to good, one that leads to decrease and one that leads to increase. So we have to change our beliefs in order to attach the beliefs that lead to increase. Well, how do we do that? Well, guess what? We have an exercise for that in your journal. Okay, so this is an older version of the journal, so I can't tell you what page number it's on, but it's in the first, it's in the second chapter, the second week, okay? It is 30-day brain surgery. So read that chapter. There's an exercise in it that tells you how to change your beliefs, okay? It's called, um, <laughs> Dr. Copsar calls it stinking thinking. <laughs> so it's right here, right there. Sorry, I know it's backwards. 10-day um, brain, de brain detoxification. This is changing your beliefs. This is the exercise to change your beliefs. So you want to eventually get to the point where those negative beliefs that are cropping up, causing cognitive dissonance are less and less and less. So you have less occurrences 
of cognitive dissonance. Do the assignment in your journal. Do all the assignments in your journal. All right, you guys, I'm really excited to be launching the podcast and the Wisdom Wednesdays, which is actually going to have a different name, um, starting next week on our Wellness Method business page. For all you podcast listeners, thank you for listening. You can share it. You can like it. Um, as always, I hope this was helpful. Thank you for listening to my podcast, and I hope you will join me again next week for a brand new episode.